Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> hey man, how's it going? Uh, you, uh, you're, you're uh, let me, let me guess. You're pretending to be Woody. I'm pretending to be Woody. There That's you right. go. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. It took me. A That's start. what he said. Yes, exactly. Um, hey man, my name is Kevin, and I'm Danny. Danny, how you been, man? I'm doing okay. You doing okay? Yeah, it's been doing all right. It's quite rainy here in the North Crescent City. Yeah, and it's a Tuesday. I'm still not used to recording on a Tuesday yet. Yep, it's a little off. It hasn't been that long since we last recorded our show, uh, but it's okay. Uh, hopefully, listeners will be getting to listen to that soon. Our epic two-hour extravaganza, almost with Lee. With Lee, yep. So the definitely shows fifty-one and fifty-two. So that should be great. Or I guess fifty-one A, fifty-one B. I think that's how I'm number. Okay. I'm still a- editing it just for those people that are listening. But anyway, let's take care of some business up front and get it out the way. Uh, if you want to follow our page on Facebook, please do. It's facebook.com forward slash Magic Our Way. If you want to keep up with us on Twitter, you can. Follow us at Magic Our Way. Very, very easy. You're sensing a trend here. If you want to shoot us an email, you can shoot us an email at magicourway at gmail.com. You can also leave us a SpeakPipe message. SpeakPipe.com forward slash Magic Our Way. So what is a SpeakPipe? All right, let me, let me explain exactly what a speak pipe is. A speak is. pipe is Kevin's passion in life. That's right. Yeah, I enjoy the, the, the speak pipe because this gives you guys the opportunity to converse with us, to talk with us, um, leave us messages instead of, you know, having to take the time to type or snail mail or tweet or whatever else, unless you're good at that kind of thing. But if you just want to say everything on your mind so we catch every little nuance and inflection of the message you're trying to convey to us, then by all means, leave us a message. And this time I increased the time on our speak pipe so you can leave as long a message as you need to as you feel like, uh, you know, how long, as long as it takes for you to convey your message uh, across to the Magic Our Way listeners and to us. And we will definitely play it on the air and respond in kind. So uh, all you have to do is go to speakpipe.com forward slash Magic Our Way. Uh, you can access it from any mobile device or on your laptop computer or your desktop uh, from that website. And you just press a little button, record your message, uh, you can listen back to it to see if uh, you like it or not. Um, if if you do, then all you have to do is hit another button, and it sends it directly to us, guys. It's just an easy two-button press thing. It's so simple. Press a button, record a message, press another button, you're done. And every week that goes by that Kevin does not get a speak pike message, he gets a little bit sad. Yes, I, I heard inside. He does. It's very sad. Because very speak sad. pipe really isn't important. When his heart beats, it beats Speak pipe. Speak pipe. Speak pipe. Speak pipe. Speak pipe. Speak, just speak like pipe. that. So, speak pipe. please, anybody, <laughs> speak pipe. <laughs> he, he needs it in the worst way. Yeah. Well, I'm not that desperate, but, <laughs> but, but it'd be nice to hear I from you guys, you know? It'd I may have great. oversold that a bit. It's okay. You did well, though. Okay. You did well. But, you know, I do I do get a little sod, sad. Sod. You do. You love speak pipe. I do. I think it's great. You know, I don't have to pay for a phone number or anything else. It's, you know, he was just accessibility telling me, on a computer is great. Before we recorded, he said, I just extended our speak pipe time that we could go ahead and have for people to leave messages. Yes. They could, un- uh, unlimited amount of time for them to voice their opinion. Yeah. Now y'all can talk on forever. That's right. And he promises to play it. That's right. I do. I will. I'll, this, I want this to be the platform for you guys to speak anything that you want to say regarding any topic 
Um, it doesn't have to it'd be about Disney. You know, we're being a Disney po- uh, podcast, but if you want to talk about Universal or SeaWorld, I mean, we'll entertain that too. I love those parks as well. And he promises to play it. I promise to play it. You know, I'm not going to take forever, you know, <laughs> to do anything or just completely ignore you because of based on whatever opinion you got. So that's my thing, man. So definitely do that. Get in touch with us. We'll guarantee you a platform for you to voice your opinion. Uh, and I'm sure with t- one of today's topics, we got an opinion on everything. Um, so anyway, after that, you can follow us on Pinterest. Uh, I haven't done really much with Pinterest, but if you want to follow us there, you can. Uh, that way you can kind of keep up with all of us there um, and follow other Disney-like things. But I think, did I forget anything else? No, I think that's pretty much it. You know, we're pretty basic. We don't have 10 million things going on. I mean, I think we have an Instagram, but I haven't done anything with it. You can follow us there, but I can't guarantee anything special is going to happen. But, I was yeah. going to say you can give your address if you want them to write a letter to you. Uh, yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that could be, a, a, I don't know, that could be dangerous. But anyway, <laughs> just to protect the innocent. So, uh, man, um, I don't know. Let's, am, am I done with the jibber-jabber, flim-flam? And, you know, Lee posted something on Facebook. It's every time I say enough with the jibber-jabber. It reminds him of that thing from uh, the Country Bears. Uh, enough of that flim flam, whatever, Bob Walkies. Let's get on with the show or something like that. <laughs> right. I forgot. But anyway, um, let's get on with the show. All right, man. So we're going to go ahead and lead off with the big story that has happened since last time we recorded, which was last Thursday. That's exactly four days ago. Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Sunday, Saturday, Friday, five days ago. Yeah. Exactly five days ago. Sorry. Um, so the biggest thing that come out after we recorded then was, of course, the whole Frozen makeover or Frozen redo of in the Norway Pavilion, thus replacing Maelstrom. Um, if you're any kind of Disney fan, of course, you've heard about this already. Uh, you've read it everywhere from Diz Dining to other podcasters talking about it. And you're about to hear us talk about it, too. And also, I solicited the opportunity for you guys to so send your thoughts and opinions regarding this. And even if you're listening to the show and you you know, you know want to voice an opinion, by all means, please do send it in. Even though it's it's not the, we're not talking about it, we'll still mention it on the air when we talk about uh, listener stuff at the end of the show. So. Don't be, don't feel like you're restricted to only this show. If you got an opinion later, whenever you get around to listening to the show, please do send it in. Anyway, so what's happening is basically Maelstrom is going bye-bye and Frozen is going in its place. In a nutshell, in the Norway Pavilion. So, um, I don't know, Danny, who wants to go? Danny, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Or, I don't know, what do you, what do you, well, actually, let me ask this. What did you think when you first heard this news? I was happy. Were you? I was. I was happy. Um, you know, I remember when we uh, we discussed this last time, and, and for the benefit of new listeners, I'll pretend like it, it's brand new again. Okay. But uh, we found out uh, about this right prior to going to Disney World uh, when we did our, our our trip out. Yeah. And we stayed at the uh, Contemporary, and I made it a point that when we rode Frozen, I like I, I hit the record button in my brain. Yeah. And it was like, all right, review. Look at it. Road so, Maelstrom? Yeah, we yeah. rode Maelstrom. I'm sorry. Um, and I soaked it all in. And afterwards, I was like, you know what? I remember that. I remember that being one of my favorite rides. And I think one of the reasons it was my favorite rides uh, was because there wasn't a whole lot to compare it to against that World Showcase when I was a kid going there. And, you know, I remember being sucked in by the living seas and imagination. Right. Right. And even... um. 
horizons and, and wonders of life and all that sucked me in but by the time we got the world showcase yeah. i was just too young and dumb to appreciate anything that was going on there right so a ride of any kind over there was just magical to me and i love norway and riding it again i remember thinking to myself okay well the it, yeah it Losing this, you don't lose a whole lot. Right, right. I, I just don't see where um, it, it doesn't really tell a great story. Okay. And for people who are concerned about going to the mythical land of Arendelle and it's not real, well, trolls aren't real right, either. Right. And you encounter trolls. Trolls are a big part of that ride, right. <laughs> actually. So, um, yeah, I'm not really concerned about that element. I'm glad to see they're doing something with it. And um, I, I, I'm happy. I'm relieved. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, so my take on it is, uh, I, you know, I do enjoy Maelstrom. It's, uh, th- I mean, there's definitely, it could have been redone and done better. As we know, as people I- immediately scurry through the movie and everything else at the end of the ride. Um, you know, yeah, the, the story is kind of interesting. is not really too much tied in together, the complete folklore. It's not a smooth story, so to speak. It kind of jumps. Mm-hmm. It talks about from the fantasy land. It kind of tells you a little bit about the icy nature of things. The coolest thing is that it had, like, you know, it had Norwegian composer playing uh, music. You know, it had a lot of Edvard Grieg stuff uh, playing as part of the soundtrack for that particular attraction, that ride. Um, it was one of the first rides in Disney World that actually went backwards, if I remember correctly, yeah? Yes. Um, that was way before Expedition Everest did its backwards thing, but I mean, that was such a unique little thing and such a great way to utilize that small space. Um, am I sad Maelstrom's going away? Yeah, I'm sad. I kind of enjoy it. Um, I, I wouldn't mind if they redid it completely just to make it a little bit better so it you know it ties in with the whole aspect of Norway and the story of Norway I, I guess it was supposed to me, me uh, mean the uh, like the, get you a feel of the of Norway the country in and of itself now uh, am I opposed to frozen going in there no not really I mean I'm not and I'm not surprised that it's going in there you know they didn't I figure with the success of Little Mermaid it took them how long to get a ride going um, they'd be silly not to get a ride going for Frozen, especially when they announced that they're going to do Frozen 2 and everything else. Absolutely. Um, but there's, if you ever look at this map, there's a map that's been going around Facebook or any other social media or any kind of website and stuff that shows all the available pallets in and around World Showcase. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, okay, yeah, I know it's more expensive, but why couldn't they build like a whole new thing attached to Norway at one of those? And I think near Norway, between Norway and Mexico, there's an available pallet. Mm-hmm. For some to play to build something, why couldn't they build something there? Like you have Norway, and then you maybe you transition some crazy Disney way into the mythical land of Arendelle, whether you tra- tra- traverse over like a, a water or something. Okay, well that was my original idea before. Uh, right, I said that that's what I wanted to see. Was you start off like you're going to Norway, and then when the trolls send you over to the falls. He he yeah. banishes you to the cursed land of Arendelle where it's it's winter forever. And then who's to say that they can't take advantage of that right. open space over there to add a show building? Oh, absolutely. And Just add on to the current show building and make the ride even better. Right. And then, you know, you go ahead and you go through more of a, and it's a longer ride and yeah. a better experience. I would be 100% behind that. I think a lot of people would be as well. I'm not saying I need that. I'm not saying yeah. I, I need that 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 tribute to Maelstrom to still be there at the very beginning of it. But I wouldn't mind it. I think it would be pretty cool. That would be kind of neat. You know, I, as part of the ride, I wouldn't even mind like if you came back from the mythical land mm-hmm. like, through like the fjords or something. I mean, how often do you get to like cruise through a fjord? Well, I think you have to. I, I agree, but I think you have to exit at Arendelle. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, oh, really? Yeah, because now you walk out of there, and there's I, my understanding. There's going to be a show building where you get to meet 
Elsa and Anna. Oh, really? Okay. So you can't I'm return from Arendelle and then meet Anna and Elsa. Yeah. You kind of have to return. You, you disembark at that that little close-in area. Yeah. Where okay, it's winter. It's it's Arendelle. You're in the kingdom, and yeah. then you move on. And there's Anna and Elsa, and you can go stand in line to go see them. And well, they can still have fjords in Arendelle. Yeah? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. 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 So yeah, and and, and especially uh, uh, Elsa could could like create fjords. Yeah, I just want to. I just want to experience fjords. You just want a fjord. Yeah, I just want a fjord. So that, you know, I don't have to pay for a cruise ship to get up there because that's kind of expensive. Now, I guess, of course, I guess the downside business sense from Disney is that building a whole extension or a whole new show building and stuff is pricey, right? Well, not only that. I mean, yeah, it's pricey, but I mean, you already have money invested in Avatar Land, which is currently being built. Yeah. We know that they're on a huge makeover to the studios that's going to include Star Wars Land. Correct. That's going to cost an arm and a leg. So, I mean, this Norway thing is probably all you're going to get for a while. Yeah. As far as Epcot goes, which to me, you know, kind of sucks because, you know, the old adage, you can't be half pregnant. Right. That is kind of what I'm looking at with World Showcase now. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. I don't know that one. You can't be half pregnant? Yeah. You either preg- that makes sense. You're yeah. right. You're, right, you're either right. pregnant or you're not. You can't be half pregnant. And that's kind of what I look at show- at Showcase as now, is that you-, you can't go from the three caballeros to Anna and Elsa to an educational movie about the history and culture of China. Oh, right, right. <laughs> you know, right. It's, it's, it's neither fish nor fowl, in other words. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm more. And it's like, I kind of wish that they would have, if, if they're going to make this kind of change where it's like, all right, in Epcot, we're going to start doing rides that tie into our attractions um, or tie into our movies, these attractions that we do. I, I'd like to kind of see them start getting that project underway now, because uh, as you and I point, pointed out when we went on our last trip, when it comes to the tiering system and, yeah. and which rides to ride, the park that is in most desperate trouble and, and need of help yeah. is Epcot. Right, right, I gotcha. Yeah, so, I, I mean, gotcha. Anna and Elsa will help, but then, again, you're still dealing with the fact that it, it's it's a dark ride. Dark ride should not, <laughs> it should be very well moving as far as loading and unloading go. Right, right. Um, so then you got Test Track and you got Soren. Now, maybe they're counting on Norway, uh, maybe they're doing something special there that will make it more of an e-ticket instead of a, a dark ride. Right. But I, I don't know. Um, well, I Go well, go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say, man, this this kind of you mentioning that just kind of gave me an idea for some armchair imagineering here. Mm-hmm. So, say they're going to go completely pregnant, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they're going to start incorporating properties that go along with each of the pavilions in all the pavilions. Yeah, yeah. Let's see how we would do that. Um, so, okay, so you have three caballeros. You're going to have Frozen in Norway, so China has to be Mulan, yeah. Is there another China Chinese based um, movie franchise of yeah. Disney's? No, Mulan. Mulan works well. I mean, and, and again, I'm not saying every single last one of them do because not every single one of them even has like a, a movie. I think it's like Canada, China. Yeah. Um, who am I missing? Japan just has like a little exhibition that you kind of walk through. Um, yeah. Japan, uh, Germany. You could have, you could bring back Snow White. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, they have the space over there for that Rhine River yeah. ride. Um, they do. Yeah, they do have that show building. Mm-hmm. There's a lot but of... But would you do that? Would you go whole hog? Yes, I would. I mean, I would if I could. I mean, because like I said, I think that park is, is the one in most desperate need of, of attractions. So like an Alice in the Wonderland ride in the UK. There you go. I'll be I, okay with that. I and would. it doesn't have to be necessarily the same one as in Disneyland. It could be something completely different. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, um, you could literally, you could almost have it to where you literally fall down the rabbit hole. 
Yes. Uh, that would be almost like a, you know, I mean, Tower Terror type system, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but but I don't know. Maybe there's something new that they could use, like like drones. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Big old drones. Something drone related. Yeah. Something drone related or whatever else. And unfortunately, I think it's going to be like a thing like uh, with the three Caballeros where yeah. you, you got the attraction. What? How long ago was that? Six years ago? Seven? Yeah. I'm, I'm not even sure. And now... Maybe some upwards of close to 10 years later, yeah. you're finally getting another attraction back there in that World Showcase. Yeah. And still, it's the only two attra- uh, pavilions that ever had attractions to begin with. Mm-hmm. No new pav- no new attractions for any pavilions not have. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, uh, America has... Um, America has American Adventure. American Adventure. I'm sorry. But yeah, I, I guess you couldn't replace that. No, no. I mean that that'd be almost blasphemous. Yeah, it would. You know. I'm, I mean, I'm not sure how much how much it pulls in. To be quite honest, with I you. think it pulls. Well, I, I don't remember. I know it's like t- during the business busy months, it does pull in a lot of people. Really? Yeah. Imagine because I know every time I go to that Voices of Li- like Mardi Gras, I, every time I go to that Voices of Liberty show, it's. I mean, it's packed. You know, it's packed to the hilt, and it's been a long. I'll be. I'll admit, it's been a long time since I've seen that theater fully, completely filled. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I have been going in the summer. I'm sure it's filled in the summer, but like during the uh, the semi off season that I go, um, what do they call it? magic season or whatever. <laughs> I don't know how Disney terms it, but it, you know, it's maybe like three quarters of the way full for the most part, mm-hmm. which is not not which is not too bad, I guess. But I mean, it's still a great show every time I see it. Right, you know, still an awesome show, awesome technology and everything else. Um, the whole war wagon business. Um, oh, I just had a thought, and so you know, you go to France and. How about like a, a, a water ride based on, you know, Remy's adventure going into Paris when he escapes that little country home from that old lady after he gets shot at? That'd be great. But I mean, that would be a completely like original attraction. Yeah. You know, I, I would think that you would just go ahead and pull in what they already did in France. In France? What, what, what are they doing? Oh, the whole Remy. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Like, I mean, why? In other words, it's like, you know, we're not asking that you go imagine up brand yeah. new attractions for each of these. Just give us the give us the appropriate existing attraction that doesn't exist anywhere else in Disney. Like you said, bringing in Alice into UK yeah. or bringing in um uh, what you call it, uh, Remy into uh France. Yeah. Doing something like bringing Snow White's dark scary adventures back to uh although they I guess their their figures are being used in the other attraction right yeah. now. So I guess yeah. it'd be a little tough, but um Oh, they could come up with something completely new. Well, there's a lot of German fairy tales. I mean, w- what else is a German? Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Oh, God. There you go. Pinocchio? No, no, wait. Pinocchio no, is Italy. Italy. is Italy. Oh, there you go. Put Pinocchio in Italy. Perfect. There you go. You nailed it. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Well, you know what? I, I can see bringing that. The, well, back to France. I can see bringing oh, that. Oh, what about Mr. Toad? Oh. You're putting Mr. Toad back over there in England. I'll be okay with that. And you can tour the English countryside. There you go. In a car. <laughs> yeah. An outdoor version of Toad. Yeah. How about that? And then you go inside to a show building when you go into the depths of hell after you crash into the... And die. The, and, and die. How awesome would that be? Oh, that'd be great. Uh, so, uh, okay. So back to France. Um, I'm, I'll be okay with them bringing that ride from Disneyland Paris, but I wouldn't be opposed to them coming up with something original for us to have. Agreed. In in reference to that, you know, it's like like Disneyland Paris got an Indiana Jones ride, but it's actually a roller coaster. Right. You know, so it's maybe something along the lines like that. I mean, better theming, of course, I guess. You see, the only reason I say it the other way is because I'm I'm figuring their top guys and their biggest imagination, money, yeah, and, and money are, are all being spent on developing Star Wars and Avatar. Right. So right. we're like, no need to develop a new ride system, guys. No, no need to develop a new yeah. uh, attraction. Just, you know. 
take what you have and put right. it back in. So the coolest thing would be if they did all this is how much the tiered system would completely change in Epcot. Possibly well, for the better. Exactly. Well, hopefully, because I mean, again, if you go ahead and you add on an Elsa, okay, that gives you a third attraction that people are going to want to see. It still measures up to a dark ride. Right. It's it's not really, again, we don't know what they're going to do, but right. I mean, let's say it is an e-ticket attraction. It still gives you three attractions over there worth seeing. Right. That, that you, you would need a tiered fast pass plus system to do. Right. Yeah, and that goes along with what we were saying when we went back in January that, mm -hmm. you know, they need more tier one attractions over at Epcot. Mm -hmm. And we kind of said that last show uh, when we had Lee here talking about planning for my friend Sissy there. So, um, I mean, I don't know. I, th I think that it's going to help with the crowds. I, th I think having a frozen attraction is going to help you getting a fast pass for, like, say, Test Track or Soarin' if you wanted to. Um, so it'll kind of uh, spread those crowds out. But yeah, I, uh, you know, while we're doing this in armchair imagineering business, I wouldn't mind maybe a, one or two others to kind of help things along. Now it doesn't have to happen immediately, you know. After the whole done, they're done with the whole Star Wars thing, or whatever. Like let's, let's think ten year plan. I wouldn't mind them getting started on something like that, you know, because there's just so much land, so much real estate. I mean, let's 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 go nuts, man. Let's let's do it. They're gonna make their money back. Oh yeah. It, whatever they spend. I mean, especially if they open. I mean, if they open a unique Alice in Wonderland ride in UK, uh, that's that's another tier one attraction instantly. You know, um, absolutely. A unique uh, Remy attraction. You know, we we never came up with anything in Japan. I don't know of any Japanese based um, attraction that Disney has. Um, like what if you did something Fantasia related back over there? Oh yeah, like the little mushrooms kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I bet you you could get away with that and do just fine. Yeah. Now Morocco, would you bring a Aladdin. move Aladdin's magic? You know, I would. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be opposed to them moving Aladdin's magic carpet ride to Epcot. I wouldn't either. Because it, I mean, you know how going through Adventureland, it gets so congested around there. Yeah. You know, especially when you have to go around. People are trying to avoid the camels, and it's just you know if the people are trying to avoid the parades or right. whatever else. I mean that I think that's a pretty tight spot, you know. So if they were to pick it up and move it, you know I don't know what the feasibility is of, of removing a ride from Disneyland. I mean Disney World, a Magic Kingdom like that, if people will be opposed. But I mean you know, right then and there they have three well f three different rotating rides just like that. Mm -hmm. I mean granted the bulk of your kids are going to be in Magic Kingdom, but you know I wouldn't mind a rotating ride out in. Uh, uh, out in Epcot, because I don't really think there isn't anything like that for the kiddos, yeah? Not that I'm aware of. Of that nature? I mean, I I mean unless you count Agent P. Yeah, well, I mean, like a, a ride. Agent P is more like a like a experience thing, I guess, huh? Yeah, no, yeah. If you're like talking a about a ride, like a simple little um, rotating... Ro yeah. Like the Triceratops spin. 360 or thing. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, that's, there, nothing like that exists over there. I mean, and... Again, I think that was supposed to be on purpose. <laughs> that yeah. Nothing like that existed over there. But um, going back to Germany for a minute, yeah. I mean, you know, Cinderella is German, right? Yeah. Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so that right then and there, it's three. Mm -hmm. One uh, of which you just go ahead and I'm, I'm, I would hope for maybe um, an encounter with Malefic Maleficent. Maleficent? Yeah. Ooh, a Maleficent attraction. Yeah. Over in How a, about that? That would be great. Like a flying, you know, there's, other than Peter Pan, let's think about this. Help me think about this. Mm -hmm. Other than Peter Pan, is there any other suspended ride system or roller coaster in the world? Walt Disney World. Well, even Disneyland. I don't think there's, other than Peter Pan, there's another one. 
Where you hang? Nothing that's coming to mind. Because I think that would be actually really neat if you had a Maleficent ride where you were flying. Now, at the same time, you could have a, a, a Aladdin roller coaster carpet ride where you were flying as well in Morocco. So you could probably almost use that ride. It's an existing ride system that can work, but to be done like only Disney can. You know, like Universal has one, right? It's like that little dinosaur thing. Unless they got rid of it, I don't remember. It was in Jurassic Park. It was, it was like a flying d- a dinosaur ride or whatever else. It was like a like Flight of the Unicorn, I believe is what something you like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think now it's Flight of the Unicorn or whatever else. It used to be a uh, uh, something else. But anyway, that uh, suspended uh, r- ride system kind of thing, almost like Peter Pan. I think that'd be pretty cool, you know, because I think that's really really neat. Mm-hmm. You could almost immerse the person in whatever land or thing you want to sub- submit them to you know uh, it's an existing ride system so it wouldn't cost them anything to develop they just have to theme it in the best way that disney would hopefully that they would do that you know which you know i'm pretty sure they would hang with that i mean what do you think about that like a flying maleficent ride or a, i know would maleficent be best serve as like a, a simulator type thing or because i'm almost thinking like the aladdin magic carpet roller coaster would be better served with a suspended coaster type thing I kind of yeah, I, I would kind of agree with you on that one. I, I like the, um, I, I like that aspect of, of being able to tour Agrabah on the flying that, carpet. That would be really neat. But I mean, you can do a fight with a dragon at the very end there, um, where Maleficent turns. Yeah. Um, God, I don't know. I mean, so much just depends on what space they have back over there. Yeah. Because I'm sure certain ones are confined, with other ones you pretty wide open. You can kind of do whatever you want. Right. Or you right. go to the adjacent property next. And over, yeah, do one of those haunted mansion things at Disneyland where you got to go underneath the railroad tracks to get to right. another part of the a park that's outside of the perimeter, kind of thing, so to speak. So I mean, look, I can go with either one of those to be quite honest with you, as long as they're they're like, okay, this is in the in the works. Yeah, sold. That'd be pretty <laughs> awesome. And then you know, you have all those attractions in World Showcase, and um, that that would just uh, spread the crowd even more from like Soren or like Test Track. You know, not that either one of those are something. Uh, that I really need to ride. You know, mm-hmm. like if I miss Test Track, I'm okay. Soren, uh, I don't know. I could go either way. You know, I, I, if I had to choose. Oh, does Soren count as a suspended? Uh, more or less. You're not really moving. You're just kind of up there. Yeah. You're kind of getting tilted a little bit. You're hanging a bit. So it's like a, a suspended simulation. Close. Kind of like uh, like the old Back to the Future ride in Universal was like a simulation ride. Or the old Hanna-Barbera ride, which I guess is now, uh, I forget, was it Jimmy Neutron? In, in Universal Studios as well, that kind of simulator ride, mm-hmm. you know that. Uh, I guess that's what Soren is kind of, but an actual in motion, gravity controlled, maybe a suspension type ride system, mm-hmm. uh, almost a la, or maybe even controlled, kind of like Peter Pan. Yeah, would be cool, you know. Well, getting getting our heads out of the clouds for a minute. Let All right, sure. You, let me ask you this. Yeah, how feasible do you think it is? Because for for the longest time, you know, people have hoped that they would bring back uh, the Rhine River ride that they had in place yeah. to do, or or Mount Fuji. Uh, I'm sorry, Mount Fuji. Was it Mount? Yeah, Fuji? it was Mount Fuji. Yeah, Japan. no, it wasn't. yeah, yeah. And uh, they had the trouble with that because of Kodak. I'm thinking something else. Uh, yeah, no, Mount Fuji. I mean, we were hoping for that. Yeah. Um, how likely is it now going forward that they would? Put something like that back there. Like, put a ride that just explores the country's culture. Do you hmm. think there's even the slightest possibility that anything, like, has, now that they're moving towards more putting in, now you've got... Synergy type thing? Yeah, now you've got synergy going on in the World Showcase. And by the way, I mean, 
we can get into whether or not you think this kills the world showcase or not. Yeah. Uh, after we, you know, when we, we're starting to tie this down a little bit, but right. I mean, do you think that absolutely kills the chances of them doing that? I think if they proceed in the path that they're going, I would say yes. Yeah. It does kill the chance of any kind of cultural edutainment in that manner yeah. that we're uh, accustomed to. I agree. Know? You know, and it's unfortunate because you know I kind of I guess because I grew up with it. You know, the whole edutainment thing. Yeah. Uh, I that's the thing that I used to love about Epcot. You know, I was having fun, but I was learning stuff. You know, and all that stuff that I was learning was uh, reinforced by the textbooks that I studied and everything else. I was like, wow, I learned that in Epcot. That's really cool. You know, I'm smarter than all these kids in my class. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, you were you were a little uh, snobby kid there, huh? Oh, I don't know if I was. You know, I'm I just, smarter than you. Yeah, I'm I'm smart. Well, that's all right. I, I had a, I, I was called Fatso when I was little, so I don't. Care. I visited Sea Base Alpha. That's right, man. <laughs> I went under the seas yeah. or something like that. I rode a hydrolator. And then I figured out, oh, the walls just moved. So I'm even smarter <laughs> than that because it fooled you. Ha 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 ha. Um. Uh, what, what was I, what was I getting? What was I? Oh, yeah, I missed. Uh, I would miss it. Real quick, yeah, you know, it, it. it's funny because we make kids sound like such jerks. Yeah, <laughs> in what we just said there, but actually, that's how kids communicate. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yes, like yes. you know, uh, whenever we do something, we always let my child win because that's what you do. You let children win. Yeah. So when my child wins now, she's like, "I won. You didn't win." I'm like, "Where did she learn that?" And no point in time did <laughs> Anna and I ever win something and then point in our child's face and said. Ah, ha, 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 you didn't. <laughs> but somehow that's ingrained in her little mind. Uh, so, yeah, that's how kids actually. Did. So, Ke- little Kevin may have actually. I might have actually you said might that. Have done I mean, that. I don't to your know. Friends. Yeah, I might have. I know. And they called me fat, so it's okay. <laughs> Just because I had barbecue sauce on my sandwich. But I'm not bitter. <laughs> I remember that. I, I used to put, it's not ketchup or mustard and regular condiments. I used to put barbecue sauce. Completely off topic, but I mean. <laughs> I had no issues with that, but because I had that, you know, like one kid called me fat, so I'm like, you, you jerk. <laughs> you <know? laughs> now, now, was it because of the barbecue sauce, or are you sure it wasn't because... Well, I was husky, but you know, it was, I guess it was because I had barbecue sauce that made it even worse. Ah. I don't know, I guess. I don't know. But I, I, I'm not friends with that dude anymore, so I really could, I could care less. Yeah, dude. That, that wasn't nice. Yeah. What yeah. you said to little Kev. Doesn't matter now. I don't even know what he's doing, and I don't really care. So there, boo. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, um, let's see. All right. So if they were to continue along this particular path, do you think it ruins World Showcase as a whole? Like if they did this for every pavilion like we're talking about, with the exception of American Adventure, because they've got to help me if they change American Adventure. I mean, I don't know. Be, that's, you know. That's a pretty epic show. They could absolutely change American Adventure. I mean, yeah? they could. But I mean... Um, would you really do? Do you make it a point to go see American Adventure every time you go there? I do actually. Really? Yeah. When I you didn't go to, with me, huh? You didn't go with me. Well, did we? Uh, did we? Why no, didn't we? Because I mean, you never even brought it up as a. I mean, Grant, we were only there for like three. Yeah, days. we were there for too many days, so I can't remember why we didn't. I usually try to at least, if anything, because that's one of the shows that I really do enjoy. So anyway, yeah, I, I, I do enjoy American Adventure, but you you wouldn't mind seeing American Adventure leave. I wouldn't necessarily be okay with it leaving unless I have a suitable replacement for it. Oh, uh, that makes sense. But, uh, and, and I love animatronic shows. Yeah. But I got to be honest, we, we've seen it twice. Yeah. And I kind of feel like I've seen it. it yeah. To me, it's it's like Indiana Jones at this point. Oh, you know, really? it, It's like, yeah, I've seen it. It's cool. It's a great show. But once you've seen it, you've seen it. It's probably, all, if I remember correctly, it's only been like upgraded once, maybe mm-hmm. twice in its history. And I think they only changed the footage. 
Yeah, change the footage. Maybe the end scene, the music's a little bit different, ranged a little bit different, but it's essentially the same. Um, but yeah, I can see what you're saying. Uh, it's such a great theater, though. I mean, it's such a. It is, and I hate to see him losing animatronic shows because yeah. I, I think you need animatronics. I, I think there's, I don't know, that's me. Yeah. Maybe kids today they don't care. They like more the the 3D uh, uh, ride effects that you can do, like with uh, Harry Potter, like video games, and, and all that and, kind of stuff. Well, I mean, not video games so much, but like what they're doing Spider Man and Harry oh, Potter. Oh, I see, I see and, what you mean. That's you know mean. where. It's a little bit of animatronics and a lot of... Um, a lot of action. A lot of Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of 3D screens yeah. where you moved around. I don't know. The, to me, there's something uh, special about looking and, and you could actually... You yeah. know, your, your brain recognizes that you can touch it as yeah. opposed to something that you move so fast through that you don't really have a chance to soak it in and appreciate it. I mean, that's what's right. so good about Haunted Mansion and, right. and Pirates. That you, it's a slow-moving attraction. You see, you see something new every time, and you are allowed to absorb the atmosphere and right. the, the story that's being told, whereas um, with those those other rides, it's so fast-moving. It's so... I mean, there's no chance of you really noticing what's going right, on. Right. You just, you're just... You're on it to see what you see, and then afterwards, someone tells you, well, what happens? And you're like... Oh, I don't know. The Green Goblin attacked, and we yeah. fell and stuff. And whereas with you know Pirates of the Caribbean, you can pretty much go step by step and, and tell the entire story of exactly what's going on. Yeah. because you experience. But uh, hey, I'm old. Maybe yeah. maybe people coming up, they don't really care about that sort of thing. I don't know. All right, so animatronic attraction. How about this? Okay. How about the Swedish Chef? <laughs> you know, almost like a food rocks type of setup, theater kind of thing, but sh- like the, the Swedish Chef cooks. Oh, like the kitchen cabaret with the, the Swedish chef. With the Swedish <laughs> chef, yeah. So, you know, you can have like the crabs with the shrimp fighting them back. Can you picture him singing veggie, veggie, proof? I mean, granted, I might be, I don't know if that was offensive to any of the Scandinavians in the world. But, I mean, you know, the Swedish chef is, uh, Swedish, of course, he's Sweden. He's Swede. He's not Norway, Norwegian by no, no means. But they're still, known for their sense of humor. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, if you think about it as a, like a whole, sca- you know, if they made it like more of a Scandinavian type peninsula um, uh, p- uh, attraction, uh, pavilion, I think that would work. You know, and Arendelle could be part of that whole Scandinavian peninsula thing. You just can't find it on mm-hmm. a map kind of deal. Uh, but, yeah, the Swedish chef would be awesome, I think, in Norway or a Scandinavian pavilion. Um, I, I, a little animatronic show, maybe like, you know, like Muppet Vision 3D, maybe not even 3D, maybe even 4D or 5D. I don't know what the fifth or dimension would be or whatever, <laughs> but, uh, something like that would be kind of fun. Don't you think? Oh yeah. I think that would be absolutely, I think they need to do more, uh, with the Muppets. I think the Muppets are that one, um, animatronic that looks as close to like, you'll never be able to really do like a Mickey animatronic, right? you know, right. because you won't have that full range of motion. Like, you know. Well, you could do a Mickey puppet. You could do a Mickey puppet, but he wouldn't look like Mickey. Right. Yeah, he'd be a puppet version of Mickey. And I only say that because they do that in Disney Junior. Yeah. Mickey Mickey puppet pops out. If you do like a a robotic Kermit, I mean, that's about... You can get as close as you want to imitating the real-life movements of Kermit. Or (laughs) the Swedish chef. (laughs) The Swedish chef. Although the Swedish chef does have human hands. He does have human hands, yeah. And he was burk-de-burk-de-burk. Or maybe like a a puppet show, kind of like the Little Mermaid thing. Um, under undersea uh, uh, voyage with a little mermaid, the um, puppet show in the studios, something like that, maybe with the Swedish chef. Yeah, that'd be kind of neat, you know. I, I would definitely be up for that. But anyway, let's go to uh, some of our listeners. I kind of solicited some 
uh, opinions and stuff from you guys uh, and we can kind of read what they had written us and um, kind of respond in kind. Uh, the first one I sent is a tweet. Can I, can I tell the listeners something real sure, quick? Sure, yeah, go ahead. If you would have speak piped it, you would have been at the beginning of the show. Ah, Kevin loves the go. speak pipe. Yeah, speak pipe. Yeah, absolutely. He's all about the speak pipe. I'm all about the speak pipe. So um, anyway, so first tweet comes from, uh, this comes off of Twitter from Lisa G. Uh, you know who you are. And her name on Twitter is at life on at life of green okay so i I don't want to divulge any last names just to protect the innocent but anyway she writes us while not a huge fan huge frozen fan i don't hate it in parentheses i do not believe maelstrom's replacement signals the demise of world showcase okay oh wow that's good because we were going to touch on that yeah yeah we we touched a little bit upon that well no we were going to whether or not this is the end of the world showcase as we know it oh well let's touch upon it no i don't think this means a demise of the world showcase i do think as we were saying before that it is a demise of uh edutainment yeah as you knew it and i kind of hope that they kind of because with the world showcase there's a clearer path in line and we went right to it it was like oh okay go to italy pinocchio go to yeah. go to china mulan you can go to here go to there and you can add a little something to each and every single yeah. one of these or except for canada unless you want to do brother bear which no thanks well, i guess it could i mean i don't know brother bear attraction listeners what do you think about a brother bear attraction i think every listener just turned the <laughs> The podcast, podcast off. off. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll be honest. I didn't see that movie. So no, I, I didn't either you. because I, no one has any interest in that movie. Yeah. I, I, you know what I've seen? What's that? The clip online of the, of the two brothers. What was it? The um, Rick Moranis and the other dude. Oh, God. Um, I don't remember. Hold up. I don't even know that. <laughs> the Canadian brothers. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, from like SCTV, those yeah, guys? Yeah, those guys. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Didn't yeah. they voice, voice like mooses or something? Yeah, there? something like that. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, from SC... Yeah, I, I, I know the characters you're talking about. Knooks or whatever from the... From Bob North. and Doug McKenzie. Yeah, Bob and Doug McKenzie. That's it, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, no, uh, actually, that might be a better attraction. Just bring those two in there. And Bob and Doug <laughs> McKenzie? Yeah, like do like a little show. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, I don't think they're doing anything right now. That but. would be awesome, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I know Rick Moranis is retired because he's busy being a dad. Well, I respect good. for that, but, you know, maybe a little, you know, that would be kind of awesome. Thing. Actually, anyway, sorry, uh, as an aside, um, my opinion, I, I don't, uh, like I said, I don't think it signals the demise of World Showcase, I do think it signals the uh, uh, a sign of things to come in regards to World Showcase. So should they keep it consistent? Now, I know it's not going to be immediately. It's not going to happen overnight, you know, like within the next year or two or so where everything's going to be um, linked up World Showcase-wise. But I think just by what they're doing, World Showcase, as we grew up with, is going to change. Or I guess as Walt would put it, evolve or maybe plus, whether we think it's plus or not, and in reality, it's you know beyond our control, so to speak. Um, you know, you say you control things with your wallet. Well, I mean, can you? How many of us can say, okay, we're never going to go to Disney World again. We're done. <laughs> you know, that ain't happening. Yeah, you know, or any Disney property in protest because of that. I I, I don't know, man. There's a reason why we do this podcast. We love the, we love a lot of the product that they're doing. Of course, yeah, you know, it's going to be like with any relationship. There's things that we don't like about it, and there's things that we, we do like about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, yeah, well, I'm curious to see what happens within within the ten next 10 years to World Showcase as things progress like they do. And if they're slowly going around clockwise, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind a Mulan attraction. I think that'd be kind of neat. You know, the, the 360 Vision movie has been there for a while, and, you know, 
I think the whole novelty of the whole 360 movie thing is uh, a little bit outdated, you know, um, especially since they now could probably do 360 mo- vision movies uh, of a seamless variety with that, rather than like the nine screens that you have, mm-hmm. you know, with the technology they have. So, um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, like I was saying, the uh, the the fix to World Showcase is pretty easy. We just kind of riled it off in our heads. Right. But the fix to World, sh- uh, the future world, much more complicated. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what is the cohesive unit that binds all that together? Yeah. Nothing. There's right. just nothing anymore. I mean, Ellen's Ellen can go. Mission Space, no one cared when it opened. No one cares now. Yeah. Test Track, they made it worse. Imagination, they made it worse-er. <laughs> worse-er. <laughs> if, if there's a word, worse Even more worse-er. Even more worse-er. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, the, the land is just about the only one that you can kind of leave alone. Yeah. And even then, the land's big attraction is Thorin, which... Is above the land. It, right. it didn't really quite fit in with the land. You just kind of see land, but you're not in it or yeah. experiencing that. And I miss Sea Base Alpha. So I mean, that's the hard fix. I mean, what are you gonna? You, you gotta. You can't even call it Future World anymore because it yeah. has nothing to do with the future. Yeah. Y- your best thing is, is here's. Can I tell you what Go I would for do? It. What would All you right. do to Future World? What would you do to Future World? Yeah. All can right. I tell you what I would do? All right. What would you do? You, you turn into World Showcase. The it's, whole thing in the World Showcase. The whole thing is World Showcase. Um. Uh, which call it the the geosphere? Yeah, that's that represents the globe that we all live on, mm-hmm. and we're all inhabiting the world. So the world showcases part of that. It's the individual countries. The geosphere represents the world that we all live on, and you take those little individual attractions and and you start doing those in the basis of a of a world view, right? You know, energy. Uh, what you call it? You somehow bind them into what we as the as a world need and you need right. to change the name it can't be future world anymore it has to be like um something that denotes um the the what you call it um the you know world? what i'm trying to say yeah i know what you're talking about i mean because i mean one one does one deals with energy one deals with um so like how the world deals with certain things yeah like like world, energy or how they till energy, the land transportation although how uh, they deal with their waters yeah i mean like transportation is a, is a really horrible um right theme for test track because it really doesn't have a whole lot to do with transportation anymore yeah um you know how they deal with you know the seas that we all inhabit, yeah. the uh, what you call it, the I mean the oceans. Right. I'm sorry, and the um you know the imagination within us all to you know I mean it has to be more of a unified universal theme that kind of you know instead of being so Americanized. I think we just found another topic for another show. Hopefully, because I, I want to marinate yeah. on it a little bit more. Let's do that. But yeah, it, it needs to be more of a, a of a world park as opposed to. There's a world showcase back here, and here is ideas for the future because right. there's no ideas for the future there anymore. Right. The future world does not exist as, as it, it needs to be rebranded. So it almost could be turned into the World's Fair concept that they were kind of originally yes. going for. Yes. It just has to be one complete World's Fair. All right, listeners, we're going to do this for a whole other show because that just spurned a lot of ideas into my head. So we're going to kind of explore this. And if you want to weigh in on this conversation about turning the entire Epcot Center into like a WorldCot Center, um, let's, let's go with it. Let's start brainstorming everybody and we'll come up with some ideas and see what we come up with. So write us, communicate with us and let us know. So anyway, thanks Lisa for writing that in, man, because that just spurred our next topic for another show. <laughs> Which is but good. I mean, you know, can I tell you, and yeah. I'm jumping ahead, like soaring, soaring around the world. 
Not oh, yeah, just, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, because we've talked about that, throwing yeah. around the world. The land, instead of just focusing on, okay, this is stuff that we grow here and grow there, different kind of plants, different kind of, you know. Um, I mean, heck, I mean, like like rice farming on the hillside. Exactly. You know, how awesome would that be to learn about it? And actually, I have to see a little, a, a miniature representation of that yeah. to see how they do it. Uh, that'd be kind of cool. I would dig that. Um, so give, cool. Give that park a purpose again. That's right. Give it a, give it a purpose. Um, all right. On Facebook, we got a message from Christopher S. Um, Again, saving the the last names to protect the innocent. But he says, Epcot has many more issues that should be addressed first. Uh, in parentheses, i.e. making Future World more futuristic. Uh, before they put in a ride that will surely have a three-hour wait time and no value to support it. But if they are going to crowbar a frozen ride into Norway, then they might as well put the Ratatouille ride in France a Mary Poppins ride in the United Kingdom. Oh, there you and go. And so on and so on. Keep up the good work on the podcast. Well, well, that's a good one. Well, he kind of goes along with our same opinions. Like, if they're going to do that, you might as well make it consistent to as to make the entire World Showcase consistent along that same idea. Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke are still alive. Mary Poppins would be actually killer. That is. That, that's not a bad one at all. I wouldn't mind that. Because, you know, you can have some make some effect now or ride system to where you actually literally jump into the painting, mm-hmm. you know, and then you could you could explore things in the painting and everything. like that. That'd be kind of neat. And then it starts raining and then you have to come out of the painting <laughs> and then you go into, uh, uh, what's his, um, uh, un- uncle, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that laughs a lot. Um, oh, the guy you float up to the uncle top Albert, of the ceiling. Yeah. 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 So you, you can actually be in a ride where you enter the house and you start laughing and you all of a sudden your ride vehicle starts rising up. <laughs> oh, there's potential there for oh, Mary. Definitely. Oh, Christopher, you just came up with a really good idea. I mean, yeah, if you're going to do that, you might as well make it consistent so that World Showcase still retains some kind of identity, whether it's edutainment or just like pure entertainment kind of thing. They're going to have to use some serious CGI to make Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke look young. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, but, but anyway, again, that's I didn't even think about that when we were exploring England. Yeah, uh, I didn't that, even think about that one. And as for the part about making Epcot a little bit more future world, a little bit more futuristic, I, I don't think there's any way to do it. You've already got that trouble in Tomorrowland. You kind of double down on it with Future World. I yeah. mean, there's just no way to keep up with technology. You just can't do it. Yeah. Um, as soon as you build it, it's already outdated. Yeah. So uh, that's why they kind of, you know, I, I understand what he's saying about Future World. Future World doesn't need to be fixed. That's why we suggested the rebranding. Yeah. And we'll certainly talk about that again in a future episode. But... Um, I guess it'd be something to think about it. Like, if you wanted to try to keep it futuristic, how would you do it? If, if the Imagineers would say, hey, you know, I'm not, we're not going to completely change it, but we're going to make it futuristic, but is there a... W- the, I guess the thing to marinate and ponder on, is there a way to keep it futuristic, if so? And how? Unless you're you're flying around in cars. Yeah. Or, you know, I just don't know how that... Again, I mean, you're, you're kind of limited to your imagination a little bit, and all of us had this Jetson-style vision of the future, which, which be, is kind of corny yeah. and hokey now that doesn't really quite fit. When the, the world of the future is all virtual, it's all taking <laughs> right. place... In a little, a little thing, box, yeah. a little box that rests inside your pocket. Yeah. Uh, the future uh, uh, is magic bands. The future is Apple Pay. Apple the, Pay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the future. That's yeah. where we're going. And it's already on full display in Disney. Um, Celebrate the future hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, maybe we're just too old to envision something beyond that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I think the only thing that you can really do if you want to make the future uh, a place that you could visit is you have to kind of do like a, a like a Hunger Games kind of right, right. future where you know you take Running a man kind of thing. like an alternate future. <laughs> like you could do that. Like you could do a park where you have alternate futures. You have and that kind of like what Tomorrowland is though. 
Huh? In Tomorrowland, like kind of like a, a, a Jules Verne-ish type no. future? No. No. Tomorrow. Well, in Paris, yes, but yeah. in in um in 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 Orlando, it's more of like a spaceport. Oh, okay. It's like yeah. a it's like an airport for um for Space. interstellar visitors yeah, to, yeah. to come through. That's why you see that uh the dude from uh, Stitch. Yeah. And he's walking. He looks like he's on vacation over there. I think that's kind of what it okay. is. Okay. Well, let's put it to the listeners. Listeners, if if you know, we very mentioned about redoing. Epcot Future World as part of the whole world showcase thing. What if you wanted, as Chris says, what if you wanted to keep it a more futuristic theme? Let us know how you would do it. You know, email us in, speak pipe, everything else. Chris, if you have any ideas, man, we'd love to hear it. We'd be curious. And we're going to marinate on this too and, uh, and bring it up on a future show. But that's a really good point, and I thank you for writing in. All right, so if you remember our trip reports, our last little message comes from a, f- a student of mine and a friend of the show, Blake. Uh, Blake W., you know who you are. Um, but anyway, he voiced his opinion regarding the whole Maelstrom Frozen business. And so I'm going to read that to you. And he gave me permission to do that. Uh, so he posted this on his Facebook. It says, okay, so if you ask me, the Maelstrom thing is total crap. <laughs> uh, this will move Epcot further away from what it was intended to be. I enjoy all parts of the Disney World. Oh, I'm sorry. I enjoy all parts of Disney World. And I always thought they came together to make a nice whole. But Epcot's depiction of the real world have always been one of my favorites. I preferred El Rio del Tiempo in the Mexico Pavilion and Maelstrom in the Norway Pavilion. I'm with them on El Rio del Tiempo. Oh, ex- <laughs> exactly. I even like the music. Yo, God, it's such a great song. Awesome, yeah. Uh, I'm they gonna never have, release that, you know? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to record them on my remote at home, and then I'll put it on our show. Do that. Yeah, I will. Um, I'm not and, even sure what that means, but do it. Yeah. Well, you'll recognize it when I start playing it later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so he finishes up with, I don't hate Frozen or anything, but I'm pretty conservative when it comes to Disney, LOL. So, yeah, pretty, definitely a strong opinion regarding it. And I, you know, I had another student at school that would voice, you know, they asked me, you know, what the, what I thought about the whole Maelstrom thing. And they would, it's funny because they're a lot younger than us and they would miss, miss Maelstrom. Uh, I had like maybe three students that said they'd miss Maelstrom. I mean, they, they, they don't mind Frozen, but at the same time, they would miss that, I guess that little edutainment type factor thing, you know, which is kind of what we were talking about. Kind of interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So the young, young folks, like we're the old guys. And we're like, yeah, progress, move on, go yeah. ahead, next, next thing up. And the younger generation are like, no, don't take it. It's our childhood. Yeah. Like you know, I look, I get it. I mean, look, I the original test track. I mean, I was right. for them going ahead and redoing it. Yeah. And I felt like they redid it badly. Yeah. And uh, the same thing with um, same thing with El Rio de Tiempo. I thought that I was, I was when I heard they were redoing it, and I'm like. I was a little worried because yeah. it was one of my, it, it, it forever to this day stands in my memory as the very first attraction me and my wife ever went to to Disney World together. Right. And it cemented our relationship with one single word. And that was when we entered in and she saw the fireworks blowing overhead. And, you know, because it took a lot of fighting to get my wife to go to Disney World on the vacation. Was that the first time that y'all? The very uh, first time we ever went. Wow. And that was the very first attraction we ever rode. Really? And we, yes. And we got in that, that little thing. And, you know, I'm thinking she'd be impressed by going no, past wait, wait, wait. the temple. Can we back up a little bit? How the How is the Mexico ride the first attraction? Like, like how did it come to be? 
Like, why is okay. why was that the first ride that y'all ever went on? We the very first trip to Disney World took a lot of convincing. My wife was like, "That's for kids. It's not anything right. I need to do." And we were in our like early twenties at the time, right? And I was trying to sell her on the idea of no, it's not for kids. It's gonna be really fun. And I was able to do it. And we, it, but it, there was a limit on what she would do. She did three days, and, uh-huh. and they had four parks at the time, so we had to narrow it down to three parks. So you'll take three rather than zero. So well, I could see that. Well, and I planned it out in my head. I'm like. How do you do this? How do you, and, and I worked it out and, and I, you know, it was one of those times I picked the exact right order. I said, Epcot first, you start off with drinks, you go drinking around the world, you do that, you get them in the mood. Is that what you did? You started off with drinks? Yes, that's exactly Where'd what I did. Where'd you go for drinks? Well, right there in Mexico. That oh, was the very no, first you went stop. For the margaritas? Yeah, we, we made a beeline to Mexico. We walked ah, right through it and went to Mexico. Okay. Cause I was like, the only chance I've got is to start her drinking early to get her to understand that Disney's not about soda pop and balloons. It's, it's cotton candy. Yeah. And you can have dogs, fun yeah. as another, right. Interesting. So, yeah, so that's smart. It is. So that's what I did first. And her not knowing much about Disney World, you were able to bypass the future world. You went in through the front or you went in through International Gateway? Do you remember? Again, yeah, no, we went through the front. And, and again, this is, I've told the story before, but for the, yeah. for the benefit of future listeners, we booked this trip. This trip happened in January okay, okay. of um, 2002. Okay directly after 9-11. Oh, that's right. I remember this story and now. Yes. We had no idea that 9-11 had wiped out tourism and yeah. we could literally do whatever we wanted to do. You had the run of the park. We did. Yeah. We walked right on Soren. We walked right Sweet. on to whatever we wanted to do. We just did. So you made a beeline to Mexico, to El Rio de Tempo. You got some drinks on you. I'm sorry. It's, I don't think Soren was existed at the time. I might be wrong on that one. Yeah, I think but, that came a little later. Yeah, yeah, it came later. No, it wasn't Soren. But yeah, we we walked right in. We did whatever we wanted to do. That was the game plan. Take her drinking around the world first. Yeah. Get her in the mood to, to start off with. And we started to, and save the best for last. Save Magic Kingdom to where she's been indoctrinated in Disney a little bit. She had a taste of that magic, and now. Boom. Here's, Ready for the stereotypical thing. Right. Yeah. So Hollywood Studios went right in the middle, and that worked out perfectly because, again, nobody was there. Right. And I always think it was a half a, half a day park anyway. Yeah. And boy, was it a half a day park. I mean, yeah. This is, this is prior to Toy Story Mania. Right. And we did it. We were done in no time. We went back. We had some time around the pool to yeah. sit and relax and have fun. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It was, it was the best... To this day, the best Disney vacation I ever had, and it was only three days. All right, so y'all had margaritas, and then you went on to the ride? We went on to the ride, right. and like I really thought that she was going to be hooked getting on. But no, she was a tough sell, and it wasn't until we, we hit that corner, you come around that room where the fireworks are going off overhead. The big like fiesta. It's, it's, it's a night sky, and it, and it really starts la, clicking la, la, in, la, 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 and la, la, she la, just la. said one word, and it was, wow. Oh, really? Right then and there, I was like, "She was hooked." I got her. <laughs> I was like, "Thank God." Okay, this is going to be a good trip because up until then, I was nervous. You and, know, and I got to admit, I used to love that effect mm-hmm. in there—that whole fiber optic fireworks. Oh thing. yeah, it's beautiful. It was it, awesome when it came out. Yeah, I it's think still it, awesome now. Yeah, I think it's still there. But I mean, and then we went to the German beer garden, did something that you could never do nowadays. We ordered a brat outside and we brought it into the theater and watched the show. Oh, no kidding. Couldn't do that today. Huh. Why? Because it's too busy. But right. at that time, you could do that. They were hoping people would walk in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cute, man. That's a cute little story. Mm-hmm. So anyway, well, thank you, Blake, for your opinion on that. We, you know, we, there's a lot of the things that you had said that we kind of mentioned and we agree with and, you know, and everything else. And we're kind of uh, interesting to note that some of the younger people would miss Maelstrom more so and instead of Frozen and everything. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I guess, I guess, you know, in, in, I don't know. Let's wrap, let's wrap this up, man. So what, ultimately, what do you think? Let's boil it down. You know, is this, and we'll do the, the, the beta mouse thing. Do you think this is a win, fail, or meh on Dizzy's part? I think this is a win. It, 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 you know, my only concern, like I said, is, is it, if you're going in this direction, go in this direction. Be consistent, right? Yeah. Don't make us wait another eight to 10 years before another one opens up back there. Yeah. Because as it is, that park is a hodge. I mean, Hollywood Studios has already lost its identity. Right. Epcot has already lost its identity. Right. I mean, the only the only places where you kind of accept what's going on there is Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom. Epcot now is just a series of attractions that don't really measure up. Hollywood right. Studios, the same thing. Right. So, um, yeah, um, I, I would just, that's my only thing. And, and I know it's not going to happen because once that goes in, that'll be their fix for Epcot yeah. while they concentrate on, on Avatar Land and Star Wars Land. Yeah. But, um, I would really, because I do love Epcot so much. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be a slow transition. So, all y'all that are worried about losing everything, I mean, it's it has been a slow transition towards a much-needed fix. Yeah. Um, to me, uh, it, personally, it's, it's meh for me personally, but I think overall it's actually going to be a win for the company. Because, yep. I mean, there's still a lot of Frozen fans and stuff. So I was going to say, why is it a meh for you? Because, I, I mean, Frozen, I could, you know, I could... I could care less i mean i'm good well, with I'm it with i don't mind it uh you know i'm not uber, uber excited that it's coming in there it's a man because you know i uh, i love maelstrom but at the same time like i know it needed some help to kind of get revamped a little bit you know um could use some update definitely use some updating revamping so i you know personally it's like a man realistically it's probably going to be a win for the company because there's going to be so many people that are going to flock to that i mean you look at the on and elsa meets mm -hmm. and those wait times are just ridiculous so that's just going to transfer over uh, god heavens good heavens to like a, a dark ride or something however they decide yeah. to do it i mean it's just gonna it's going to be that tier one attraction you know that's going to be up there with the soren and test track 2.0 so yeah you know math for me but uh, probably in real realistically it's going to be an overall win and you know i was one of the first people to say I've got frozen fatigue. I, yeah. I, and, and I think my daughter has adopted and she's only four. Yeah. And she's kind of, you know, she's just moved away from it because yeah. I mean, I think she's been oversaturated with it yeah. and she's experienced everything there is to experience frozen. Now she's looking for new things. Yeah. But so I can understand from that point, because I think we're all going to be burnt out from frozen by the time this attraction opens, but that's when the sequel opens. Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> so it's going to kind of re, knew everything i guess possibly right. so Who knows? hopefully yeah i mean it, hopefully they're capitalizing upon this at the at the right time the only thing that you got to worry about is this is like a uh, like a um oh what can i compare it to uh like the matrix you know like the when matrix? the first one came out and it was so good yeah and then the second one came out and everyone had kind of moved on by then and no one really cared and they watched the second movie and they're like what is this? This is horrible. This doesn't right. capture the magic of the first one. Right. And they dismiss it. I mean, Frozen better be every bit as good of a property as they yeah. think it is. I'll, I'll give them this. At least they didn't wait to build the Little Mermaid attraction or like to open an American Idol attraction, you know, which of course is already closed. Uh, is, has it already closed or will be closing? Uh, it's closing soon. But, you know, I, I that's one attraction I've never seen. Which one? American Idol. Oh, that garbage. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. No, they opened yeah, that they waited. way too late for that one. Yeah. Yeah. So they, at least they're not doing that. I'll give them that credit. And of course, you know, when the Broadway show comes out, it's going to be renewed again. So I, I think Frozen's around. It's going to stick around for a little while. You know, absolutely. So, yeah. but anyway, um, yeah, that's our thoughts on the whole Frozen thing. Uh, Frozen going into Norway kind of thing. You know, if you're a listener in Norway, I'd be curious to know what you think about that. 
your pavilion that's supposed to represent your culture in uh, the United States uh, to the world because you know it's a world uh, it's an international park not more I mean granted m- more Americans go to it than anybody else in the world Brazilians probably a close second but I mean still it attracts visitors from all around the world what do you think about that going in there I don't know if we have Norway Norwegian listeners but you know I'd be curious if there happens to be some you know, I'd be curious to see what you think about that. So, you know, you, at the top of the show, you know how we contact, how to contact us. So hopefully we'll see you in the near future. Well, n- let alone Norwegian listeners that have experienced the spirit of Norway and, and think that that is because I'd be interested to hear that. Oh, the original opinion. On yeah. The, yeah. Would, is there anyone of Norwegian de- descent that has written that? And it was like, yeah, that, that got us. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think there is. Yeah. I don't think that movie represents what Norway is all about. Yeah. I'd be curious. Yeah. I'd be curious to know. So, yeah, if you're a Norwegian listener and you understand us, <laughs> what we're saying, hopefully you understand English, uh, you probably do. Um, uh, I'd be curious to know what your thoughts are. Hey, man, here's the music once again. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of sad this time because I was having a lot of fun with that. Yeah, that was a good one. It, we we kind of, you know, I'll be honest, we almost kind of winged this show, but I know we definitely want to talk about the Frozen thing, and we have a knack for, you know, talking a good bit on exploring every little aspect of uh, what's happening. Well, we had other things planned, but, you know, we kind of yeah. got lost. Yeah, we'll talk about that. I mean, we're going to talk about the Apple Pay, some auditions, like Shanghai auditions. They're doing auditions in Shanghai now. Nice. So if you're an entertainer, you know that park's coming online very, very soon. So if you want to be part of that magic, they're going to do tours. And, you know, the whole Apple Pay thing, I'm sure you've heard about that. You can pay with your iPhone business kind of stuff. You know, what was it? What was a couple other things? Uh, the whole magic band business, you know, we could, we, we're going to talk about that. But, you know, you probably heard enough about that. And, you know, we're just going to kind of touch upon it and give our opinions on it. But not, nothing really major, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know. I, I could take it or leave it. Well, the uh, whole you know, the whole magic band thing was that you could buy it now without having to uh, attach it to a ticket, so which means you can buy them off of eBay and whatever else. <laughs> I, you know, I just like getting lost in the discussion. Yeah, yeah, getting lost in the discussion is a lot of fun, and hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, you heard at the top of the show how to get in touch with us, so we hope to hear each and every one of you soon. I want to say thank you to the guys that wrote in. You know, usually uh, if you follow us on Twitter and Facebook, I'll post when we are recording. And if you are subscribed to us or you like us, or either on Facebook or Twitter, you will be the first to know uh, when we're recording and you can send your thoughts and opinions. And hopefully you're not in the middle of work or anything else, but if you could take a second and just communicate with us, man, we'll read it on the air, good or bad, it doesn't matter. Um, there's no, we're not holding any punches here. We just care about the entity that we are talking about on this particular show which is why we have a podcast so uh thank you to each and every one of your listeners um thank you danny for show number 52 show number 52 dude hey 52 that means like you could listen to one of our shows every week and a, in, a, in a year, year would yeah. pass oh, yeah we have a year's worth of magic our way shows now oh we need to have a drink yeah we should have a drink so i guess on that note let's head on out man my name one more thing what you got Lee at Just oh. a Dream Away Travel. Yeah, we got to talk about our official travel agent of the Magic Our Way Podcast, or an officially official travel agent <laughs> of the uh, Magic Our Way Podcast. Lee at Just a Dream Away Travel, man. We heard them all on the last show. There's a bunch of shows with Lee that you can listen to now. Um, just a Dream Away Travel, you can find them on Facebook. You find them on the, you just Google Just a Dream Away Travel and you find them. Uh, you find everybody, all the, the wonderful travel agents over there. Uh, if you want to book your next Disney vacation. So, uh, yeah, by all means, do that. You yeah, know? And ask for Lee. And, uh, yeah, and there you go. We'll, ha- we'll post all the information on our show notes and hopefully our upcoming website, uh, soon to come. But yeah, let's go get that drink, man. Let's go enjoy it. And it may, I would say let's ride El Rio del Tempo, but we can't do that. 
So we'll just go hang out at a sushi joint. I can do it. Sound like a good idea? I can do it. All right, man. On that note, my name is Kevin. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I said I could do it. Oh, you could do what? I can watch this. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Ah, you pulled <laughs> the music up. How you like that? Wasn't that, wasn't that clever? Yeah, that was clever. I like that. How, how well is that actually coming out, or is there feedback? No, I, I can hear it all right. I think the listeners can hear it all right. Ah, I like that. That is so good. Why, why did they get rid of that? I don't know. I mean, can you... Not not to stray on another topic, but can can we hear this anywhere in that pavilion at all now? No. That's what's so hard. Ah. It's such a great song. They should have put it at least in the, 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 the Cava de Tequila loop. That would have been awesome. I agree. You're drinking some tequilas and all of a sudden, oh, it's on Radio Tempo. You'll you know, see who the, 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 the old fans of Epcot are. Cue somebody writing in and says, well, actually, if you sit there long enough, you will hear it. So I hope so because they, this has never been on any of the CDs they've released that I know of. Yeah. Well, I'm going to record it and I'll put it on the show and everybody can download it and make it their ringtone. How's that? That sounds great. Cool. All right. Let's go get that drink, man. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And this has been Magic Our Way. Magic out.